Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, The First of Its Kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Jamie and Melissa will be discussing Redeeming the Prodigal by Jody Bass. <laughs> a soiled dove at rock bottom, a mountain man broken and lonely, can an unexpected encounter be their second chance at love? Joe Bradford never thought she'd end up a fallen woman in a mining town brothel. But after running away from a family who love her and falling into the clutches of a sinister outlaw, Joe found herself left with a devastating choice between starvation and prostitution. After a brutal attack leaves her with an ugly scar, she's cast out of the parlor house, her only sanctuary from the outlaw gang she escaped from. Gideon Cross blames himself for his pa's disappearance. When he decided to search for his father, he left Joe behind with hopes of returning for her. News arrived that she was missing, and Gideon was left brokenhearted. After years of grieving, he is finally ready to move on and start the family he's always wanted, even if it isn't with Joe. When a twist of fate brings Joe and Gideon face-to-face with him, can the grace of God mend their broken pieces and lead them to reclaim love, or will their past failures be too much to overcome? Yeah, this one's got a lot in it. Oh, my goodness. So let's just tell me real quickly what your overall thoughts are on this story. I love this story. I love the story. I loved the characters. I loved how it played out. Like this was it was one of probably one of my favorite ones that we've done. Like least top. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Did you struggle with any parts of it as you were reading? Um, some of it. Yeah. It, oh, goodness. It was a lot of different kinds of struggles. It's not something that you would, I don't know, when you think of the genre, you don't typically find, how do you put, there was a lot of detail in it. There was this a lot real of gritty. Yes, it was. And especially after she's, you know, she's cast out from Meyer Street, and then she ends up down on what I call death row, but that's not what they call it. (laughs) Crib row or something. Yeah, death row, but yeah, crib row. Yeah. Like she's trying to go back to because she feels like she has no choice and she realizes she can't do that. That that was a hard part to read when she drank the laudanum and it it was it was yes very emotional and very touching at the same time. Mm -hmm. and so real right because isn't that how we see a lot of people struggle when they're stuck in this mindset Mm -hmm. it's like they have blinders on and they can't see the truth right um and that's exactly how she was and you're on the outside like so broken for her but also screaming at the same time like no no (laughs) you don't have to do this right so Let's back up a little bit before we get to her crib row scene um, and look at, we already know that based on the back cover that Gideon and Joe have this history, Mm -hmm. but we can't, it's, it is a mystery really as it unravels as to why they are separated and Mm -hmm. why they're each in their own predicament, I guess. I mean, I don't think Gideon's really in a predicament, but there's a reason why he's where he is and all of that good stuff. So yeah, 
I don't want to give those away. We'll try not to give those yeah. mysteries away. But on page 67, they, Joe and Gideon meet again for the first time after, I believe it was three years that they were separated. Yeah, three years. So how did you react to them meeting again? I was excited and it was perfect timing because like, you know, they're both in the same place kind of. And it's like that just missed, you keep missing each other. And all of a sudden it's like, bam. And it's the, the timing of it was incredible. Like I was excited. It was almost like a hold your breath moment. Like, oh my goodness, what, what is he going to do? Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I felt bad for him at that point. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she, I, by the way, did you love the doctor and his wife? Absolutely loved them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And her story. And her story. Yeah. So unexpected, right? Mm-hmm. So unexpected. I loved it. So perfect. And it's, it's a great reminder. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah. And it ties so beautifully into Joe's story, which is what makes it even better. So here, Joe has been attacked, gruesomely attacked, and she's recovering with the doctor and his wife. And here Gideon's come to town and picked up his fiance, which we'll talk about that one in a minute. Well, so I wouldn't say fiance, but like mail order bride who might be his bride. <laughs> I don't know. And she sprains her ankle and he's got to take her to the doctor. And since Joe is staying there, she opens the door and that's the meeting after three years. So I felt terrible for Gideon at that point because he's like, Oh my word, it's Joe who he truly loves. And then he's got this woman that he (laughs) basically ordered in. (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't even know her. Doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) Oh goodness. So uh, it didn't go down quite the way I thought it might might go. Um, mm-hmm. Other than Gideon was like probably anxiously trying to get rid of his mail order bride now. Mm-hmm. Although, without Which, what did you think away, about that whole? Oh my god! Well, without giving it away, it's just oh, the second you meet her, it's just like no, 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 no. Like this is not right for you. And then after everything plays out, yeah, and not wanting to get yeah, but just. You think it's going to go differently when they finally have a somewhat of a discussion. He talks to her and it does not go the way at all that you think it's going to go. But I'm glad no. because it definitely, I think, had had she listened to him at that point in time, had she given in at that point in time, I don't think either of them would have healed or would have ever been able to fully trust. Like she, I don't think she could have fully trusted that he truly loved her and didn't just feel responsible for her. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point thing to point out there. Because honestly, at that point, I'm like screaming at Joe, like, seriously, yeah. like, are you dumb? You're gonna choose, yeah, mm-hmm. you're gonna choose Crib Row over what he's offering you. Like, mm-hmm. in my mind, there's no way Jose Mm-mm. would I have chosen what she chose. Yeah, but she was so. But- hopeless like the the desperation the hopelessness like she didn't she truly didn't feel that she had another way out and she didn't mm-hmm. i mean it was that love for him that she didn't want to burden him in that way and she right later on like when john brings that up he's like you know 
she's, it's not so much the love parts that she doesn't feel worthy of love. Right. It just was a huge factor. Right. And I love how John mentors uh, Gideon through all of that, having gone through a similar experience himself yeah, and helping Gideon understand, because I can, I totally related to Gideon's frustration of like, I, it doesn't seem like a sane choice, does it? <laughs> yeah. What is she thinking? <laughs> so what did you think of, um, is Gideon's mail order bride? Is her name Hazel? Oh, uh, I want to say Leah. Leah, right? Leah. Leah. Okay. What did you think of her? I couldn't stand her. I did not like yeah. her pouty little brat. I'm sorry. <laughs> she was. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And the see, oh, the part at the end. Oh my goodness! I was like, yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Oh my! When I, I know that was that was a highlight. Yeah. Like yeah. It's like put her in her place, but then also like her husband and what he said. I was like, oh, <laughs> and the grace, okay. the grace that Joe had, where she's like, you know, there's yeah. no Kate here. It was just such a yeah. redeeming. That was probably one of the most redeeming moments of the book. It was just her finally mm-hmm. standing up and the rallying around her. It was it was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. So then Hazel. Who's Hazel then? Hazel was the one. Why do that I have the brothel for Pearl? Because Pearl's the one that took her on and then oh, she died. Oh, that's it. right. Oh, I hated that. That's Hazel. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not supposed to hate. I passionately I, dislike Hazel. <laughs> like, I hope she gets She's wet. not a real person, so it's okay. Yeah. It's like one of those people are like, I don't wish you harm. I just wish to you what you give to others. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Yes. That's why I had that note down. Sorry. I read these such a a long time ago. I was like, who's Hazel again? Okay. Yeah. She was, I don't know how someone can be so cold. Cruel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. All right. So I did put, we talked about this a little bit, but this little note, you know, where you're like, you're at this point where you're frustrated with Joe because you're like, seriously woman (laughs) yeah like because not only does she eventually she eventually ends up on the mountain in the cabin with gideon uh before they're married right Mm -hmm. and just i won't go through the situations as to why that is and he's being very much a gentleman staying in the barn you know all of this but she is just pushing and pushing to get away get away from him you know Mm -hmm. even though i don't know so i got really frustrated but one of the notes i put was the enemy is good at blinding us from the truth and backing us into a corner thinking we don't have a way out do you feel like that's how she portrayed Absolutely. Um, Joe. Mm-hmm. Just that yeah. that mental warfare and then that spiritual warfare of her. I mean, every moment that she could possibly take that refuge and have that faith. I mean, even having, like, she talks about the Bible that um, the preacher had given her and she didn't even open it. It was just that, mm-hmm. like, that distraction of Satan, that the lies and mm-hmm. deception that, you know, you're not worth it. Like, you're, she so badly, yeah. she so badly wanted that 
But every time she thought of Gideon in that way or thought it, was, it just, it was that, nope, I can't. Like, even though he's telling her, like, I don't care, like, it didn't matter to her. It was just right. mentally that, that deception from Satan was just like, nope, you can't have that. Yeah. And it's so yeah. true nowadays, too. Like, those, a lot of people, it was a, it was a problem you could relate to because so many people mm -hmm. have, like, even me at times, I mean, self-esteem, self-worth, stuff like that. It's just, it's amazing how the enemy can blind you to your worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I made another, uh, another note on that too, because it kind of ties into what you were talking about. It says too many people are stuck here like Joe because they believe in what the devil says about them instead of what Jesus says. Jesus says we're new, we're redeemed, we're loved, we're forgiven. Those are his labels for us, but too often we get stuck under the labels that Satan gives us, which do nothing but tear us down and put us in a little prison, right? Yeah. So I, I agree. I thought she it was a gritty romance, but it was mm -hmm. so relatable yeah. and realistic to the struggles we have. Even if you're not in Joe's situation, right? Like, yeah, I'm the same with you. You, I think we always come across like, I don't feel worthy, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, I just, um, oh, I was going to say, so, oh, I lost it. That I don't feel, okay, I'll come back to that. There was a great thought there, but I lost it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it, it will come back, I'm sure. But uh, getting back to the grittiness of it. Oh, go ahead. So we were talking about that, like the unworthiness, but the thing that really struck me with Joe that really was relatable for a lot of people, I think, is that, you know, she grew up a believer. She grew up with God-fearing parents. She knew the stories, but so often, how many of us that grew up with that still do not, it's like, yeah, we can preach redemption. We can preach salvation to others, but not for ourselves. It's like, it's always applies to others. Like, oh, they can be forgiven. Like with John and his wife's is it Mary? Their story. Like mm -hmm. it was okay for her. And yeah, like that redemption, it just, we don't apply it to yeah. ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's knowing again, it goes back to like, I have this head knowledge of Jesus and what he can do for me, but I don't have it in the heart yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Because yep. that's where faith really takes root and you truly get it. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I can see that. I think so many people we put um, like, I don't want to say value on sin, but we like have a scale like, oh, this sin is much worse than this sin. When in reality, all sin is the same in the yeah. eyes of God, because all sin hurts him and breaks his heart, whether yeah. it's a tiny little lie or a. I just killed someone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, we like we put it on a scale mm -hmm. uh, where God does it. And so if if he can forgive Mary, he can yeah. definitely forgive Joe, right? Yeah. So uh even though uh, you're right, their their stories were similar but different. Yeah. At the same time. And in the way she wrote it out, it makes it seem like, oh yeah, Joe's that's I think that's how Joe gets it in her head. Like, well, mine was a lot worse. Yeah. There's always like some reasons why I ended up where I was. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. but, you know, but she made this choice where I didn't. Yeah. We always compare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about some of those. We won't give away any big secrets or anything, but I did just want to mention. So in the, in the, uh, first one, redeeming the swindler. We know that Charlie 
wants to, you know, have his own ranch and, and be his own man and have a quality home, all of that good stuff. So he's been working for a rancher and uh, they have Gideon and then they have his brother. So Gideon is the son of Charlie, right? Gideon holds a guilt for where Charlie has ended up at this point. Mm -hmm. So did it surprise you as to where, first of all, let's start with, were you surprised with where Charlie ended up? Yes. Yeah, that, that was a good, there is good mystery in this one. Like she Mm -hmm. did a really good job of, there was nothing giving it away. I didn't, you couldn't guess it. You didn't. Yeah, it was shocking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, and I'll be honest, I was a little upset because I'm like, no, because he was the hero in the uh-huh. in the first one, and you just want to keep him at that hero status. Yeah, uh, but you couldn't. But then on the flip side, did you buy into Gideon's guilt for where his dad ended up? Yes, and well, yes and no, because I mean, even as an adult, like he. It's almost along the same lines as like with Joe thinking that she's not redeemable where he's an adult now. And he knows, I mean, any rational adult can look at that scenario and say there was nothing. It wasn't anything that he did. Like that wasn't his responsibility. Like he should not blame himself for that in his mind Mm -hmm. as a kid, that childhood trauma, like he, he will always blame himself. Like even no matter how rational it was, like, so it was surprising yeah. that he didn't overcome it in a way, but it wasn't surprising to me that his mentality was that of guilt. Yeah, I, I struggled with his a little bit because I'm like, no, but I can see because yeah. it happened while he was younger. Yeah. But my mind kept going, no, that was his choice. You were just sharing news yeah. you heard, right? Yeah, absolutely. But then those it, think of it as a kid point of view, it's like, you know, especially with his mom always telling him when he's, you know, don't be a gossiper. And his mom would always get on him for kind of running his mouth. And it's like, then something like that happens. Mm-hmm. Like as a child to right. connect those two, it just, I mean, you can see it. It just, it almost makes you want to go back in time and hug him as a little boy. Like, it's not your fault. No. Yeah. Yeah. But then, okay. So that's, I didn't want to give too much away, but you know, that explains why Gideon went off on his adventure and left Joe behind with the promise of, I will be back for you. Mm -hmm. So then tell me how you felt about Joe's um, decision or reaction that caused her to go down her crazy adventure. That was a hard one because, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of choice involved with hers, I think, which is where a lot of the guilt comes from, I think. But mm-hmm. I mean, even with her, it she feels that guilt. But when she's talking about sorry, trying not to give anything away, when she's talking about how she came to be with with the gang, you look back mm-hmm. on it, like even to a point, she still didn't have a choice. But in her mind, she did. And it, it right. was just where. Yeah. Yeah, I think the root of her decision that caused her to even start down that road, like obviously she didn't intend to be part of the gang. That was not her intention at all. Right. But I felt like she had no faith in Gideon 
in his yeah. love for her to come back for her. Right. Even, she took yeah. these little things and I think like she took this is I'm just going to be honest. This is what we do as women. We read too far into things because, yeah. you know, like I, I just I always love I like to go back to this example from Friends. If you've watched Friends where Ross and Rachel finally kiss. And so then it goes to it splits, right? And it goes to Ross telling the guys and Rachel telling the girls. So Ross is having pizza with the guys and he's like, so I kissed Rachel and they're like, all right. And Joey goes, was there tongue? Nah. Okay. <laughs> or I can't remember how that goes. They're done talking about the kiss. That's like it, right? You go over here and the girls are like, <laughs> oh my word, let me get the margaritas. You know, like I got to, okay, now, did he hold you this way? Did he do this? Did he do that? You got to have every juicy detail, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and so I just think that helps us see the difference between men and women. But yeah. like things that, that Gideon said... Yeah. Then Joe went and interpreted it a totally different way. Yeah. And that's what led her to, because he said she wanted to go with him. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's not safe for you to travel with me right now, but I will come back for you. And she took it as he doesn't want me. Yeah. It's like that part I didn't agree. Like, it was like, okay, don't be a girl. But at the same time, I do. I mean, three years, though, like, I do understand, like, after so many years of waiting. So it was, I think it was, what, two years before she finally. And the reason she left, too, like, oh, that lack of faith. Like, she didn't have faith yeah. in getting taken back. But she also didn't even have enough faith in her father to know that she could go to him and talk to him and tell her him how she felt. Like, she yeah. just ran. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it was interesting uh, how she got them to, to the point where they were. And it was uh, very gritty, is what I would say, for a romance. Yeah. So what? Um, how would you rate, then, the adventure level in this one? The adventure level was definitely... I'm going to say latte. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree. Is it mm -hmm. a lot of intense moments, right? Mm -hmm. it, yeah. Uh, well, how would you rate the mystery level? Oh. How would I'd you rate the mystery go, level, you think? Probably a latte. I don't know. I, I, I think would, it was I, not a mystery, but it was the mystery that was there. It was just like, wow, like it was really surprising to me. So yeah. when things kind are of, revealed, yeah. 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 I was leaning towards a mocha on the mystery, but I would yeah. agree there was quite a bit in there for them. How about the romance level? Mm. We'll say mocha. There were. I agree. It's. <laughs> There's it's a delay. Like, it's I'm there. Sorry. It's It's more. Oh, sorry. No, you're okay. Go ahead. You're good. Okay. Uh, I was just saying it's there. It's more there than it was in the Swindler, mm -hmm. but it's not like really there. I guess. Yeah. Mainly because he's trying to be so gentle and take things so slow 
with her as she's trying to recoup from her life yeah. <laughs> up until this point. Yep. So what is your overall lasso rating for redeeming the prodigal? Oh, definitely a three. If not, maybe even a four on this yeah. one. I just, I really love this book. Especially watch out for the scene at the end on the train when she's finally like, I am not a victim. And I didn't see that coming. Made me, that made me so happy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I would give it a three. It was definitely, it, it's grittier than what most romance readers are used to. But it is very well written and it it really helps you kind of like what we talked about just really sit down and think about uh the labels that we let satan put on us and really just shedding those and clinging to the labels that jesus gives us and so i just really liked the heart of that story hello everyone if you enjoyed this episode please consider sharing it with a friend We'd love to connect with more readers like you and share inspirational stories with them. Thank you for tuning in and until next time, happy and blessed reading.